Hi, I'm Teal. And I'm Debbie. This is the Intentional Community Podcast. Hey, y'all. Um, thanks for uh, tuning in. Today is the day that we talked to Leslie. And she's a friend from uh, that I went to college with and sang on the worship teams with. And she's just delightful. And I hadn't talked to her in years, which is kind of why I invited her, because I was like, she has, doesn't know anything about my life in Intentional Community, so she'll ask lots of good questions which she did, and Debbie got to meet her, and it was fun. Yeah, she had great questions, and some really um, important uh, distinctions were brought up between like poverty and simplicity, and we talked a lot about just the normal interactions of everyday life. Yeah, it was fun. So glad you can be here to listen to it, and uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy. So hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm great. It's great. So Leslie, we were friends in college, and I mm-hmm. haven't seen you in probably like five Forever. years or something. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> so Literally. thanks for being willing to step into the space and host our podcast for us. It's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> um, what have you been doing since I saw you last? Are you still singing? Oh, um, I do. I actually sing on my church's praise team um, and, you know, do still do a lot of ministry things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just working and taking care of my baby. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it. That's great. It's the cycle. Leslie and I sang on the worship team together. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Um, my, when I was a freshman, uh, I went to the like, first big call, we called it college life Sunday night worship service. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget sitting in the balcony and I'm from a small, pretty small church in Kansas. And the, the worship team, I had never really heard gospel music. I had never mm-hmm. really heard any kind of big, any high production worship which I know now like pro- like North Park compared to actual like really high production is mm-hmm. like, but to me it was like, wow. Yeah. Like, and mm-hmm. Leslie was singing and it was just like this powerful force like that Aww. I'd never, nothing I'd ever heard before. And it was just like, so that's Thanks my first too. memory of you is just like, this is a different kind of music than this mm-hmm. Kansas boy knows. And I, it was something, it was really powerful. That's and I was like, cool. I hope some, I, I don't think I even thought, like hoped I could be on that stage. It was like, it was more like I'll never like it, but if I could ever like be a part of this, that would be awesome. And you know, I just thought you guys were so cool. Like it was kind of like the what freshman. What an looking... awesome addition you were, though. Like, are you serious? Please, come on now. But when I was a young, insecure freshman, I was like, mm. wow. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> no, I understand. I do. So yeah. yeah, so I, you know, we're trying to invite people that we haven't sometimes that we haven't talked to in a while, mm-hmm. so that you don't already know a ton about community, and that you can yeah. kind of ask whatever questions come to mind about this place. Like, mm-hmm. you, I don't know, how much do you already know about Jesus people, if anything? So I think, like, I may have heard one thing, like, a guy, I feel like it was like a guy, like, years ago, like, I don't know if it was the one that had, like, locks back then or something. I feel like he might have come to North Park years ago. Shane Claiborne? That's a different guy, though. But I okay. do remember that name. Okay. Yeah. Because that was, like, back then in college, like, his name was, like, around a lot okay. but mm-hmm. like we didn't end up doing anything you know right. with like his particular ministry or whatever sure. i do remember that name but like nothing much beyond that but okay yeah so you've just kind of heard about it. that's yeah. perfect yeah so what what are yeah. your and what would you say your initial questions are for us about like what we're doing here so like what is it and how do people <laughs> know it's not like a cult <laughs> like, what is yes it? you know like, what is it? that's a great question <laughs> yes. how do we what is it and how do we know it's not a cult <laughs> yes. is a perfect question. So it is, I, I just, I always say it's a church 
that lives together, right? So, mm-hmm. and I always think that's a great way to start because especially if I'm talking to a group of younger people mm-hmm. and I and I tell them, oh, think about the people that you sit near on a typical Sunday at church, right? Mm-hmm. When we were going to church in person, which is everything during the pandemic is a little bit like, oh, church, yeah, I remember right. that. But looking around the room at church and thinking, okay, what if all of us like lived in a renovated hotel together? Mm-hmm. That's that's what Jesus people is. It's just a bunch of people that live together and share mm-hmm. our resources so that um, by living simply, we can um, do ministry together and we can also have more time for art and music and for um, serving um, those in our community that maybe have more needs. Mm-hmm. Um, our life together just gives us more space to do ministry instead of like all the kind of little things, um, the daily things that kind of take all of, all of our time and, mm-hmm. and mind space to kind of remove that and give us this, I don't know, bigger capacity to, to just do ministry. Yeah, instead of having to like constantly keep up with mm-hmm. like paying all the bills and making enough money, working hard enough to make enough money to support your family so you can like focus on your relationships and on your faith and how that looks, your relationship with God, your relationship with others, um, of your family too. And, and uh, yeah, it takes, it takes us out of the rat race a little bit mm-hmm. um, is kind of the purpose um, and allows us to, yeah, have different priorities maybe. Um, and so does that answer the first question of what is it? Mm-hmm. Church that lives together. Mm-hmm. How do we know it's not a cult though? How do we know? It's a really, um, yeah, I, I don't know what the like exact definition of what a cult is, um, but you know, to but I I would say that um, some maybe red flags of that an organization like ours has gone down a, a a funky path is if there's like one person that's in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always like, ugh, <laughs> and um, and so that's like we've always had a leadership team model, um, and so that's kind of there's a group of seven men and women who are. Uh, um, are the leadership team and they kind of it's their job to kind of take a pulse of the community and represent the rest of the community and Mm -hmm. and make bigger decisions and um, and so that's like maybe one good thing about that's kept us from getting wonky over the years because I think back in the like 60s and 70s a lot of communes started Mm -hmm. and some of them Christian and some of them not Um, and probably all of them started with a lot of good intentions Um, Mm -hmm. but it's, but they didn't know what they were doing. None of mm-hmm. them, like, it was not like there was a book on how to do it well. And so they all, including us, kind of stumbled through that, I think. And I think that, you know, some of them got focused in thinking that, like, this is the only way to live. Yeah. You know, like, everybody should be living this way. And this kind of mm-hmm. us against them kind mm-hmm. of vibe. Yeah. And I don't think that was ever, um, that was ever a predominant, like, vibe at J- Jesus people. And that's probably mm-hmm. what, kept it from getting wonky um and we never had one person where it's like we just we trust this person and everything they say <laughs> right. is like and and everything they say is gold and it's like it was mm-hmm. always focused on scripture and like let's make sure that we're obeying kind of what god has for us mm-hmm. and maybe just like an unwillingness to adapt as time went mm-hmm. on like oh we've been doing it this way but that's not really working or like and so most people that i talk to you know i've been here for a few years, but most people who I talk to have been here a long time. They'll mm-hmm. say like, 
oh, the Japuza of now is is almost completely different than the Japuza of 10 years ago, which was different than the iteration of 10 years before that. Like mm -hmm. we've adapted over time. And so those are a few things that I would say is why we were able to stay together and not get strange mm -hmm. in, in our teachings or in our way of life. I don't know if you have. Yeah, other... I think also in um, 30 years ago, the evangelical covenant denomination um, mm -hmm. join, like, let us join them as a congregation, even though we don't, we're not like a typical church. Mm -hmm. And so um, we've, we are a, we're part of this denomination. And so that okay. gives us this really great um, accountability system and um, this whole group of people that yeah. have come alongside us, um, have helped us make big decisions, have helped us when we've had difficulties. And so we have this, yeah, this denomination that's been really supportive. And um, yeah, it's been, that's, that's a huge blessing and also a good, like, just, you know, checks and balances. It's like a window. Like, I think cult, if you look at, like, history of cults, they're very mm -hmm. kind of shut in. Mm -hmm. And so. Not transparent. Yeah, not definitely. transparent. And they don't, both ways transparent. Like, yeah. nobody's seeing what's happening inside, really. And mm -hmm. also the people inside aren't. So then you very, and I would say we definitely still can, like, get used to our own little world and mm -hmm. and become kind of fish in water. But. But there's lots of opportunities to to do other things. Like we're all, most of us are involved in other things in the city, mm -hmm. and and the connection to the denomination has our leaders going to conferences and seeing yeah. how other churches are doing things, and 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 uh, so it's a lot more outward, and um, I think that keeps us healthy. But I think it's, I mean, it's always hard at any church or any organization when you're really close it is hard to make decisions that you think other people are not going to support or, mm -hmm. or, you know, if you're kind of going against the grain. And so I think there's parts of our life together that have made people feel like they couldn't maybe make decisions that, you know, wouldn't be popular. And so mm -hmm. there, I mean, what's I think that's example? always, what, what's an example. What do you mean? A, me a member living here? Yeah, I just think anytime you're a part of a church or a part mm -hmm. of a friend group or whatever, let, let's take something as as innocuous. Innocuous? That that's not the right word. I'm sure, there's a word that's anyway. There's a word, but uh, something like you're gonna start dating someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all of your friends don't like that person, right? Mm -hmm. But like you know, it's the right. I mean, you you're like this is this is right. This is the right. I'm person. the one that knows. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you know, there's always that kind of pressure from a group of people when there's a decision being made that's kind of like Ugh, right and so i think that pressure can make people feel like oh this this organization is pressuring me but it's really like the same kind of pressure you'd get from a church or your friend group or yeah. your family mm -hmm. um so i think in that way yeah i see it, what you're saying we just, live so close together and so it's just like in normal life, people you, are going to have opinions about. Yeah, it's like a small town vibe. It's yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, everybody yes. knows everything. Yes. Gotcha. And and that that yeah that that does create a pressure, for right. sure. But it isn't so much an organizational thing. It's just like it it is a. I would say we we have all these little tricks of how how to try to describe this weird thing that we're doing. And mm -hmm. often, yeah, it's like a small town in this hotel building mm -hmm. within uptown Chicago. Right. 
is is very much a vibe or sometimes i describe it like college like a, yeah. col- a big college dorm mm-hmm. and we're all kind of in college together going to class together and worshiping together and mm-hmm. eating meals together but instead of college it's we're all working like we work <laughs> at like our life, businesses yeah. and it's okay. just life like normal life okay so i have two questions for that yeah. so it's super awesome and comforting that you guys are connected to the Covenant Church because I knew, you know, some things with the Covenant Church. And that's that's like, OK, I know some of that, you know, yeah. background, safe, good. Right. <laughs> so, however, though, like, you know, with like typical churches that, you know, they gather regularly, you know, in the building and it's not um, not necessarily that they're living together, but they they all are the same church. Mm-hmm. They have like a formal membership, you know, yeah. some churches, mm-hmm. certain denominations, there are certain things that you have to do before you can join the church. Is it that type of situation? Can anyone join? Are they transfers from other covenant churches? How does that work? In that sense, it's more like um, like a, applying to camp to work at camp or I don't know. Cause it's a little bit more than a job. It's mm-hmm. like kind of like applying for a job, but you're also going to, you knowing you're going to be spending more, t- a lot of time together. So we, okay. people apply like a, do an okay. online application gotcha. and um, it's, it's, but it's less emphasis on your like beliefs, your belief system, mm-hmm. like theology. Um, it's more about like, Hey, we're going to be living together. So yeah. who are you? Who yeah. like, and, and mm-hmm. do you really want to do this? Like, do you understand what we're doing here? Mm-hmm. Cause we never want people to be surprised by, it's not like just joining in any any church, right? It's like mm-hmm. so. It's kind of a big part of it is making sure, like, you know what we're doing here. We're going to yeah. be living in the same building. We're going to be sharing chores and sharing these things, and uh, you're going to be working and not getting money for your work. Like mm-hmm. you're, but it supports your living here. And right. and as long as they know what they're getting themselves into, then it's on us to make sure, like, from our end, like, is this a safe person? Like, mm-hmm. you know, do the background checks, the reference checks, and talk to them, and just see if it's a good fit. Do you typically see like, you know, there's like lifelong members of churches, Mm -hmm. you know, and like with the job aspect of it, like Mm -hmm. even though it's tying into like this is also, you know, funny with helping, you know, with other people and even with your housing. Do you see people stay for long periods of time, like decades or they just never leave? Or do you see like this is like sometimes seasonal for people? How is it like overall? So it's really a mix. Mm -hmm. So I've been there for 27 years. Wow. So that's, yes, people come and (laughs) stay for a while. Yeah. Um, But I I think some of the richest experiences I've had in the last couple of years are folks that have just come for like a summer. Okay. Because I find that really enriching for my own life, like Mm -hmm. just to have this kind of new blood and like a different perspective, maybe someone is in um, university and they just want to come for the summer. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that's so, um, like they just get this place to kind of land for the summer and not have to worry about pressures or whatever. And we get kind of this new perspective of a young person coming mm-hmm. to hang out with us for a little bit. Um, and sometimes those folks come back later in life and stay for longer. Um, like TL did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did an internship first and okay. it kind of was like, what are you guys about? And yeah, then, that's and smart. Then, <laughs> and then I was kind of, and then I took a year after that to think about it. Mm-hmm. Moved back in with my friends in the city and then mm-hmm. it's like, but I knew, I kind of knew. I was like, I think I want to go back and nice. really move in. So, yeah. And yeah, people stay for, you know, a couple years or a couple mm-hmm. decades. And we've had folks that have been with us for decades go ahead and move out after that. Mm-hmm. And so there's like every 
different kind of experience pretty much so maybe that's another like it's and it's hard it's like when it comes to cult stuff it's like uh-huh. the more you talk about not being a cult then it's like mm-hmm. more suspicious that you are a cult so <laughs> trying to find that balance like these are all the You're reasons we're not a cult right <laughs> But like, but I think that's a big thing is like, we don't hold on to people. Right. And yeah. I think maybe, maybe there were times early on where it was like, oh, you should, like, we want you to stay. You should mm-hmm. stay here. Mm-hmm. And I think I've heard that like described maybe eras of Japuza in the earlier days. But, it, but I think the wisdom of over time of realizing we really can't hold on to people like, and it's not good for them or for us because mm-hmm. if somebody wants to go and you convince them to stay, that's not going to end well. Mm-hmm. Like then they're just resent, resentful or, you know, so um in that we just have to really have open completely open hands about that and in fact like encourage people to go if they want to go because that we want people to be well and to be where they're supposed to be and so i think that's maybe a something that's kept us healthy over the years so yeah when do you see like different like contract times then for people or is it that they're like i want to commit this amount of time or how does that work so that you also have an idea and even like the leaders like we're going to staff these people here, you know, right. we're going to put yeah. them here to serve. So there's not gaps, you know? Right. Yeah. It, we kind of just have to go with the flow on that. Okay. Because it's hard, it's harder to predict mm-hmm. than that. And I, so we're pretty loose about, I, maybe too loose. Sometimes. <laughs> maybe sometimes. If anything, I mean, if, if yeah. someone's going to be trained in a certain job, mm-hmm. we'll say like, you know, are you, are you here for a couple of years? Cause mm-hmm. we don't want to, you know, like, I'm working part-time in the kitchen right now. Mm -hmm. And so I just took this big training to become like a manager in the kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, if I'm not going to stay in that job, we're not going to spend this money to do this training and I'm going to do all this, you know, work to get the certificate. And then I'm like, God, I'm Mm -hmm. leaving. Um, So if someone's getting some training or like working at the coffee shop or getting trained to be a caseworker at the shelter, then we'll ask like, oh, you know, it'd be great if you'd make a couple year commitment before mm-hmm. we do this training. Yeah. But we're super flexible. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it is a gift and an ungift, right? Because yeah. we don't have people sign contracts. Um, so it is hard to manage. There are gaps. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And sometimes yeah, people sometimes. are just done. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's It's even fine. though it creates a gap and a problem for our businesses, it's still better than trying to get people to stay longer than they're supposed to stay. So you kind of just do the best you can and hope that, uh, but we're still here. I mean, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it's a kind of a miracle that it works honestly, Mm -hmm. because I'm a coordinator and that's my job, um, Mm -hmm. in the house. And so that it's kind of my job to make sure that all the businesses have enough, uh, to help make sure they have enough people. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the HR. Yeah, That's HR. Gotcha. Yeah, and and there's never enough people. And, and, and <laughs> but on the other hand, there's always enough people. We're still here, so it's kind yeah. of this. You're always living in that. So that with that, culture. do you ever let people volunteer that aren't necessarily like full time Jesus people members? Um, well, before the pandemic, we did mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, a lot of volunteers at the homeless shelter mm-hmm. that we staff. Mm-hmm. Um, And then we also had folks that came in and like would spend a week with us or a weekend, like um, high school groups or college groups. Yeah. So um, a lot of volunteering on that level. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, like my my husband does maintenance Mm -hmm. for the building and he has a lot of folks that will come and help him, you know, if they have a skill. (laughs) It's like, oh, so he's so thankful if um, one of his friends that's, you know, skilled plumber or skilled carpenter mm-hmm. will come help him with the project so that's awesome yeah 
Um, I know you said part of like sometimes you guys, you know, eat together, you work together, you, you know, stay in the same place. So is there like a schedule sometimes for people? Like, how does that work? Yeah, the, the schedule is really just your work okay. and your chores. So everybody's is kind of. Yeah, every, okay. so everybody is working in different. different in one area or another. And if you work at the coffee shop, then you your your schedule is determined by your supervisor at the coffee shop. Okay. And but then, like for your whole day, like it's not no, like a set for time your, for just everything. for your work your work hours like any other okay. job okay. and then your free time is your own yeah, so we don't schedule out yeah. people's like so th th that's an important thing is people are usually surprised by how they're expecting there to be more structure mm -hmm. that it's like just going to be like so when you, then you get off work and then you have <laughs> devotion time at right six, and then yeah. we'll all pray together at seven you know <laughs> right. that it's just going to be like christianity all the time mm -hmm. um, which isn't the case like it's all more practical it's just we're just living to you like just like at church in a normal church mm -hmm. you 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 don't schedule each other's lives you know right, you have times right. that you do schedule to be together intentionally mm -hmm. but um and you all go to your job you all have your own lives to figure out you mm -hmm. have your family time that's you know and and uh i think it's just easier for us to when we want to hang out with each other it's easier yeah. to do so because we live in the same building so it's and we can we have more just margins where we incidentally run into each other mm -hmm. and so it's so it, i think it's it's not so much that it's like so radically different like from any other church, mm -hmm. but it's just the practical setup that we're, it's like if a, church, if a church congregation lived all in one block, even you mm -hmm. would run into each other all the time. And right. so it's kind of like that. Okay. Um, so our, so since there's not like a set schedule for everybody are like meals provided, yeah. like is that, how does that work? That so, aspect and like, well, before the pandemic, that? we had three meals a day, um, six days a week, Saturdays were kind of awesome. Yeah flexible um but during the pandemic we've just been like handing out breakfast and lunch items so for normally people it's have. cafeteria like cafeteria style yeah um and then we we still have the cafeteria style dinner every mm -hmm. night um but we have to package them in like single you know mm -hmm. which is i think that's been one of the biggest losses during the pandemic was just not being able to eat together yeah um and we're yeah We've been talking about maybe doing some pod kind of things, um, especially for folks who are single because mm -hmm. they're just, yeah. So right now people are just coming and getting their, their little to-go box meals and bringing mm -hmm. them up to their rooms, which works for families who are that get to go and eat together. Yeah. But yeah, if you're a single person, then you just kind of bring it to your room eating by yourself. Right. <laughs> like it's, it's kind of, so we're trying to um, figure out how to do we split up into pods and so that people can still have connection with each other and mm -hmm. um and and maybe a, 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 a typical church model would do that also would be like hey we want to make sure nobody's lonely right so let's think about how can we do pods or mm -hmm. like can we make sure so, is somebody checking on nancy every once a week who's living mm -hmm. by herself and mm -hmm. yeah but we're set up well to do that because mm -hmm. we're so close you know so so most churches are doing like you know zoom right now so how yeah. is the technology with you guys like is that yeah, you know still... just regular like cell phone zoom computer all that oh yeah How's that? okay yeah yeah we um and we've been doing some zoom meetings even though we're all in the same building mm -hmm. um just because yeah we shouldn't because of the pandemic. Be gathering mm -hmm. um, but before before the pandemic we would gather um once a week on wednesday evenings and have like a worship service or celebrate all the birthdays for that month or awesome. um, yeah and so we're still trying to do some of those things and some have been like during the summer months we've been able to do that outside mm -hmm. um, 
But going back to what you were saying about schedules, um, like, so all the meals are provided mm -hmm. and like uh, one of Teal's jobs is making sure everybody has like work to do during the week. Um, and like for me, I teach part of the time, but I work in the kitchen part of the time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes other folks have like, oh, they have like a couple days at the shelter and a couple days somewhere else. So mm -hmm. I really love that. Like some people have, you know, jobs that are a little bit more set and mm -hmm. like, you know, the person who's the in charge of some of our businesses, obviously they can't mm -hmm. like, oh, one day go to their business and right. then another day, like, you know, clean the dishes or whatever. But um, a lot of us have like kind of these flexible schedules. And then especially when my kids were little, mm -hmm. like I had like really flexible schedule and um, my husband did too. And like he had one day where he was home with the kids and mm -hmm. um, I got to go to work. And so we just have this flexibility because we're all, we're all so close together. Kind of um, like how you're describing you know how you e make sure that your daughter has like yeah. when she's in school and mm -hmm. you have to go to work and you have a schedule like you're able mm -hmm. to your family is able to support mm -hmm. that together mm -hmm. yeah um, so like when my kids were really little it was kind of like that like maybe another mom and i would kind of trade just off about to ask about yeah kids. yeah so fun like mm -hmm. you know i'll have all the kids one day and you can have them all on a different day and so we could each kind of do some work and also have time with our kids and so how does that work when um, when it's like pre-pandemic? So you yeah, know, with the kids that live there, are they going to school? Are they? Are, do you all help with like you know schooling here? I know you mentioned something about like co-ops right now. Yeah. So how does that work with children that are part of Jesus people? Yeah. So our before the pandemic, all of our elementary kids go mm -hmm. to a local Lutheran school. Okay. Um, that's just a couple, like a mile and a half away, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, and then we had like a kind of a homeschool co-op for the high school kids, mm -hmm. and we do a lot of like really fun. It's a small group, and so mm -hmm. we just do a lot of fun um, classes. Like right now, I'm teaching a Chicago geography class, mm -hmm. and my friend Tom is teaching a photography class, and they go out and explore different parts of the city and take pictures. And now, is there any specific reason why they're all going to the same school, all doing the um, homeschool. Well, I not, mean, we, they all don't all are. go to the same school because okay. some some um, parents send their kids to public school. Okay. So it's like there's options. Mm -hmm. um, I think some of it earlier on with the homeschooling was just, I don't know, like some of the local schools. I, you know, if I could go back in time, maybe I would do things differently to be more involved with like the local school district. Mm. But I think some of it was just like, oh, we kind of know what we want to teach mm -hmm. and how we want to teach it. And like being able to really be rigorous and like, I don't know. Um, and we had the resources to offer our, our kids really, really like a lot of attention. The teacher to student ratio, I mean, mm -hmm. specialized, really? a lot of flexibility if, if one kid wasn't really doing well in the in the classroom setting, maybe they could just do some more practical stuff, like work at the coffee shop or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much flexibility for that. And we had people that had the skills to teach. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, they got really good. I mean, it was good for the kids in a lot of ways, but in other ways, maybe it didn't, we didn't have as much connection with the neighborhood as we would have, if yeah. we would have, we could have thrown all that support and resources behind a school in our neighborhood, you could argue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but hindsight, but I don't know. Yeah. If we had another, like, we don't have as many kids now. Mm -mm. Um, as we did through the 90s and yeah. early 2000s, but I don't, I don't know. I, I think 
we would reassess, certainly have a conversation if we were to have another big group of kids that through school age. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a good question. Okay, I have this question. So <laughs> I, if it's the same person, I don't know. I don't think it was him. Like, I want to say there was someone else that came and he basically, he wasn't this. Okay, there was one speaker that was just basically like, you know, At North you, Park? yeah, he was like, basically everyone should be poor. And, oh. you know, that's just it, you know, but because yeah. it's a gift and all that or whatever. Yeah. And then there was another one that was kind of like the same thing, like you like, let's share the resources that we have, like, it, yeah. you know, made a little more sense, you know? Yeah. So on one, on that end, when I was talking to our campus pastor, I'm like, no, 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 you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> because we came from like poverty. So yeah. I'm like, right. I know God has told me that he wants me to prosper yeah. and to be able to be a blessing to other right. people, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so um, yeah. on that end, I know you guys aren't, aren't like, you know, like everybody just, have nothing, you know, you're right. sharing it, you yeah. know? So right. I think of, I feel like for people that have come from poverty or even people who are in the middle space or what mm -hmm. have you, it would be easier to like, this is an awesome idea to share what we do have, yeah. where we all have more, or we all have like a, you know, evil, even kind of, you know, playing field almost, yeah. you know? Yeah. So what, how, how then do you reach out or how do you feel like has been the response from those who have more you yeah. know who are like you wait yeah. you want me to get rid of what you want me to share what you want <laughs> yeah. me to downsize to what you know like how do you <laughs> reach to those you yeah. know yeah. people that have you know i guess maybe even acquired a certain level of wealth even yeah. or oh, yeah. even that's a really good question items for themselves you know yeah. what i mean like yeah because i mean obviously they could bring more to share with other people but you know some of them have like i've built this up now that's sure. right and no. we never, we would never ask anyone mm -hmm. to give up whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's a big thing of, I mean, there have been people who've come and stayed with us for a couple of years and then mm -hmm. gone back to, you know, the house they owned or, you know, they rented it out while they- Their savings gotcha. account that has, yeah. you know, that we don't mm -hmm. ever, we don't want people to give us any, any money when they move <laughs> yeah. in, like, cause that can get really, another reason that we're, you know, yeah. like, anyways. Well, and, the, and this is this is a really important thing, right? Like we're not mm -hmm. we're not advocating poverty, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's just more like simplicity, yeah. right? Because like this we is have, legit early church stuff. Like this is if you have a need, we as a community are going to meet it. We're yeah. going to give, yeah. you know, we're going to make sure everybody has what they need. Type right. of thing. That's what it sounds like at least. Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean we have computers. We have mm -hmm. you know a lot of folks have really nice iPhones. Um, <laughs> And, and different things, you know, it's it's not like a, a poverty. It's not a, right. like a vow of poverty. It's right. just a, like a, <laughs> it's okay. A child is like, I love it. Um, <laughs> just living a little more simply, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 this idea of, um, yeah, just being mindful mm -hmm. of what other people need mm -hmm. or even just, I don't know, just not being in that rat race of trying to compete, mm -hmm. right? But that doesn't mean that we don't like to have nice things or mm -hmm. yeah. or that we like would tell someone, oh, don't buy that nice, right. you know, you those nice cute, boots, though? right? <laughs> you do. I like, Thank, okay. Thank you. I mean, you look cute too. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> um, so it's not about poverty. And that's that's a really important distinction. Mm -hmm. um, but that, that question about like, basically you're talking about, priv like it's kind of a privilege question. Mm -hmm. And, and like coming, there is something about like, hey, we should like kind of live simply and live all together mm -hmm. in a big house. There's like a white privilege piece to that. 
Yeah. If you're not, especially if you're not thinking about it, if you're not cognizant of it, because mm-hmm. it's like what you're saying is like, no, I already, I was right. already poor and living simply right. and living in a big house with everybody mm-hmm. by necessity is mm-hmm. some folks stories. Right. Mm-hmm. And so don't, add, I finally made it. I finally got some stuff right. and like, am comfortable. I'm not like in your, so it's kind of, it's a little bit of a privileged thing for me to like, as like a white guy who had, had money growing up mm-hmm. to be like, well, money didn't make me happy. And so now I'm going to like, come you know it's like voluntary poverty or something Mm -hmm. like and so there that is a dynamic that i think we're still unpacking now yeah that like Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have been able to necessarily articulate 20 years ago when we i think the way you guys frame it though is not in a way that it would be offensive to the impoverished though i was i was more so saying like even for um like I said, like people that have kind of gotten to a certain level, even of wealth, you know, yeah. or have acquired or, sure. you know, or even not necessarily they built up this. They just, you know, like you said, they had, you know, money. Like what what do you think like would draw them in to kind of to live simply well, to. Well, my story is yeah. that is that like, oh, I I did experience. I know what it's like to have money mm-hmm. and my family has money and it's it's not like it's bad or evil, no, but it's right. Um, I. I'm very aware that that in itself doesn't bring happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, and my family is very generous and I'm, I, I think they're great. Um, but I, and I, but I'm very much, I don't have any illusion that like that is the answer or like solves your problems mm-hmm. um, to, just to have money. And so for me, I was, I'm more, I was very fascinated. And that's kind of what part of what drew me here mm-hmm. is like, I don't want to make my life about, uh, trying to make money because I I know that that's not what's most important. Um, and so if you if you've never had money, you might actually mm-hmm. think that it, you might think it would solve your problems. Mm-hmm, but if mm-hmm. you had money and it didn't solve your problems, right. then you know already. So, so it's kind of um, I don't know. That's my my story in it. So I think that some folks come because they they made money, they mm-hmm. tried that, mm-hmm. and then they like you know came here. They came here for something different. Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, you can be, you can live in in community and not really experience community, right? And you can, you can have a lot of money and Mm -hmm. still feel like you don't have enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, I know a lot of people who have quite a bit of money that are really generous, who Mm -hmm. are living out the gospel, who are creating community around them, that Absolutely. are using their resources to really um, do kingdom work. Yeah. Um, and so I, like for me, it's not, it's not an either or, it's right. not a, yeah. I think I look at their life and I think, oh, it would be nice sometimes to have more resources so that I could yeah. bless people more. Cause mm-hmm. like I've had situations where I have a friend or a family member who's really struggling. And I think, man, if I just had a little disposable income that I can throw their way, like, yeah, yeah, I I have other resources, but I don't have, I don't have a lot of money to Mm -hmm. just, you know, give to a GoFundMe or, you know, all Mm -hmm. these things that's that's really in this day and age, this cool way to to help people, Mm -hmm. right? So you kind of choose your strategy. Do you want to spend a bulk of your time making money? So that you can be generous and help people in a lot of ways. Yeah. Or do you, or do you kind of like I'm going to spend my time, uh, like not making money, but doing this kind of unique thing where it all of a sudden frees me up to have 
a lot of time yeah. mm -hmm. and a lot of other kinds of resources to help people. Are there also opportunities in places? Because I'm one that, you know, there's like a love offering type of thing. Mm. You know, like I, there's a work I really want to put mm. something behind if I can't physically go there or serve yeah. there mm. myself. Do you offer or do you welcome? Well, obviously you probably do. But do you welcome like people opportunities to give like that, you know, mm -hmm. for people middle, you know, middle class and up and that that may have those expendable resources. Like, you yeah. know what, I really believe in the work that's, he, that's going on here. Like, do you have opportunities for them to be able to give? Like, I know we talked about the volunteering, but also yeah. like their resources yeah. too. Yeah, definitely, especially with the, the homeless shelter that we mm -hmm. started and that we staff, um, there's a lot of opportunities for uh, people to give money or also, um, like items that they're not using anymore. Awesome. We have like this eBay store where okay. the, all the proceeds go back to the to the shelter. Um, and also um, we have like a wish list mm -hmm. where people can buy like diapers for the new moms over there or, or different things like that. So yeah. there's a lot of ways that people can, especially in that capacity, can come alongside our the work that we're trying to do here in Uptown. And yeah, I mean, I just think you can't ever, I mean, obviously I am, maybe when I was younger, I probably thought a little differently, but you can never think like, oh, the way I'm doing things is the way to do things, right? Right. Yeah. But my way of doing things, I hope, maybe inspires someone to be more intentional about the, you know, reaching out to people in their church that yeah. they maybe aren't thinking about or, mm -hmm. and then, when I see folks, you know, being generous or, you know, I, I'm inspired by the way other people are, are living out their, their Christian life. So mm -hmm. I just, I think we're just, you know, one part of this big body of Christ yes. and, and hopefully, yeah, it's like, oh, that's so cool with the what the bicep can do, yes. <laughs> but I'm a toe and mm -hmm. I'm doing this and mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So love it. Okay, and then probably my last question. Yeah. Um, so I'm a worship leader, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I also love, you know, languages and, you know, do some sign language, et cetera. Nice. Yeah. So I think it's kind of like a two-part question. So what does your worship look like? Mm -hmm. um, and then how do you, because you would know this from North Park too. Well, I don't say the name, but our school. <laughs> That's right. It's not a secret. <laughs> not a secret. But our school, um, you know, wanted to try and have, uh, our worship be like reflective of our congregation. Yeah. So not only in like, you know, style and language, like what does your worship look like? And then also do you have, do you serve any like in the deaf community or like mm. Spanish speakers, you know, immigrants, you know, yeah. that yeah. type of population that, you know, are a little at risk or, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a funny question. Yeah, like four questions. No, it's okay. No, it's, it's a, yeah. it's a, a good lot. question. I think we're, we're still probably figuring that out. We're in a funny place with like specifically uh, like church, like a Sunday worship service right mm -hmm. now. We're kind of like in this place of uh, in between, especially with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, but um, we, I would say our musical worship, like culture at Jesus people has a lot of roots in like in the sixties and seventies kind of has that. Um, we were, uh, a part of the founding members were like a Christian rock band. Mm, nice. Um, and so that's like, and, but that took that's a so lot cool. of different turns of genre too. So it's, I don't know. There's like, there's some folks who are into like Celtic kind of worship, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. stuff. And that 
has influenced yeah. things. And so as a new guy who's like came from more of like uh, like CCM and gospel mm-hmm. kind of at North Park, mm-hmm. I came into this like, oh, you guys are singing songs I never heard before that were yeah. kind of feel kind of like hippie songs mm-hmm, from the, mm-hmm. but also with some in, different influences. Mm-hmm. And there was some, there was some gospel stuff from yeah. that Jesus people did through the, over the years too. So I don't know, how would you describe it? It's hard to describe. I just think it's a part of our DNA just to be creative, right? And so the music has always reflected that. And we've had yeah. so many different bands and original songs written um, by members of our community and I was in a bluegrass band for a little while and we would sometimes lead worship and so it's yeah I don't think that we have any um specific style and that Mm -hmm. I mean I think for a little while we try to kind of put all the different styles aside and kind Mm -hmm. of like okay let's just try this but we're always like Teal said way earlier like every couple years it's a totally changes. different place. Like we have. Do you yeah. ever have the members lead? Have what? The members lead? Oh, I we have so many. We've had so many different people lead worship yeah. over the years. It's yeah, I yeah. There's a lot of musicians in the house, and especially maybe not even as many now as there were. But like, yeah, there's been all kinds of different. So it's hard to answer your question because we, we mm-hmm. because we've had so many iterations of worship and what that looks like. Um, and I think yeah, I during the pandemic. And this has always been true. Like, what is worship, right? Like, Mm -hmm. there's singing, Mm -hmm. but then there's also just our life together Mm -hmm. as worship Mm -hmm. or doing our chores uh, for each other, you know, making sure that our spaces are um, hospitable. You know, it's all Mm -hmm. all worship, right? Mm -hmm. So... So music has always been really important, but like worship and how you're describing it, mm-hmm. like in the context of like a typical church model where everything is kind of built around this Sunday service, because mm-hmm. that's the time that you all come together and it's like, wow, we need to, this is when we're going to do the stuff we really want to do. Mm-hmm. It's just different for us because we're together all the time. Right. <laughs> and so it's a little bit less emphasis on that hour of the week, um, which uh, mm-hmm. is just interesting. I, so yeah. I think we're a very musical group, but when it comes to like, worship music like sunday morning worship music Mm -hmm. um it's a little bit hard to describe how that like it just it's different does that make sense like Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know and i we we have never to my knowledge had anyone that was deaf in our community um but i do know there's a some folks who know quite a bit of um american sign language and um but yeah i don't think we've ever had an interpreter which is that's too bad Um, and we've tried some Spanish songs over the years Mm -hmm. here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we have some folks in our community that are Spanish speakers, but they've like found like a Spanish speaking church to go to in the the neighborhood. Yeah. So, yeah. We go to different churches, uh, like a lot of folks in the community go to different churches on Sunday mornings That's cool. uh, because maybe because we all are we're a bunch of different people like mm-hmm. theologically and yeah um, what are you know yeah our tastes and what kind of worship service we're looking for mm-hmm. we're all coming from different pla- different places and so there's you can't really nail down like this is the theological beliefs of Jesus people <laughs> or how we do church here mm-hmm. uh, we're kind of a hodgepodge group of people mm-hmm. and so um, yeah, so that that might be part of what makes it complicated to try to describe our mm-hmm. our worship style. But yeah, um, 
you know, I think we're figuring it out. Ask us again next season. Right. Uh, <laughs> we'll episode 36. We'll see if we've uh, gotten anywhere on that. That's <laughs> gotcha. That's me. Yeah. yeah. I, I always like to ask, um, I say always, it's the second time. Um, <laughs> always like to, we want to ask all of our, our guest hosts, um, what, if you were to move in, if you were like, mm -hmm. and this is no pressure, obviously, this is, but um, I'm not trying to get <laughs> Listen, you Listen, I'm putting it in the pocket. Like, <laughs> never about good. that. Yeah, I, I never want, I'm, ne I'm never going to try to convince anybody to come because right. then if they don't like it, then it's on me. So um, if you were to be moving in though, what would be your mm -hmm. biggest, what do you think would be the biggest challenge for you to live communally? And what would be the biggest gift that you'd be excited about? That was gonna, and I was gonna, I was like, I had another question. Yeah. I was like, ooh, I don't wanna ask. I've been asking like a million questions. But anyway, um, I think my biggest thing would be I'm such an introvert. Like, I'm mm. an extroverted introvert. Like, so, like, mm -hmm. you know, I can talk to people and then my people meter will run down yeah. and it's time to go mm -hmm. away, you know? And yeah. so I think that would be my biggest challenge, like, that I have the place to kind of just be by myself, yeah. you know, and be able to retreat and like just think or sleep or write or be mm -hmm. away and not see people for a minute. Yeah. Um, so I hope, and then even if there's, if there's like a conflict, like even with like yeah. my brother, you know, like that was what I was going to ask, like how are conflicts been handled, you know, because everybody lives together. So like, even I think of like my brother, like even today, like we had an argument today and he was able to go in his room and I'm like over here, <laughs> right. bye, yeah. you know, then we'll see each other later and we're fine, you know, <laughs> yeah. but you know what I mean? Like uh -huh. that kind of, that would be like my biggest thing. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to see your face right now, you right. know, that would yeah. be it. And then what was the other question you had? Well, what would be the biggest challenge and the biggest uh, gift? The biggest The thing gift. that you'd be excited about? Um... I think the biggest gift would probably be for my daughter, you know, because I'm a single mom. Mm -hmm. And so kind of like I have like that community now that's mm -hmm. like, I mean, my family and her family have really come together to just really be an awesome, you know, uh, what do I call them? My, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. But anywho, they're like, like my, there it is. is Thank the you. Word? Yes, yeah. that's exactly what I was looking for. Gotcha. They're, they're like, they literally have become like our village now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, they really help to, you know, rear her, be there for her when yeah. I have to work, you know, yeah. that type of deal. Um, we'll do anything for her, love her like I love her, yeah. you know? And so yeah. I feel like just listening to from, you know, kind of like your testimony of like, you know, raising your kids in here, mm -hmm. like and being comfortable and then even mm -hmm. other moms feeling safe enough to leave their child with other moms. Like yeah. just because you're a mom doesn't make you a good mom, you know? So, but <laughs> the fact that you live with these people, you get to know them, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? So, you know, like you're safe with this one, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think that would probably be a blessing. And then she doesn't have any siblings right now, you know, not mm -hmm. until I get remarried. When I get remarried, we'll talk about it. But right now, she doesn't have any siblings. So I think that, that would be a yeah. blessing to, you know, for the kids that are here. She can spend that time with them. So, yeah. Yeah. and then like you said, you're teaching, you know, part-time teaching here that, yeah. Yeah. That closer attention. She loves that. So. Yeah, yeah. I think those that's a perfect, those are two perfect examples to talk about the conflict thing that you brought mm -hmm. up. It's like, mm -hmm. you can't have both. You can't have a village, but then not have conflict, True. right? Like, True. so it's like, if you want a brother to help yeah. you rear your kid, yeah. you're also going to have some fights with your brother, right? Absolutely. And yeah. have to see him again later tonight and figure mm -hmm. that out. And it's that you already know the answer to your question. And if you're asking <laughs> how conflict happens in our house, mm -hmm. like 
how is it resolved? Like if it's like you're in a if you're in a family that has real relationships with each other and you Mm -hmm. are are able to go at it and then Mm -hmm. come back together, then you already know the answer to that. I mean, that's basically (laughs) what it's like with us Mm -hmm. on on a a good day. We are able to hash it out with each other and we have to because we're going to we can't just sweep things under the rug we do it's going to create a lot of problems down the line Mm -hmm. we have to be able to because we're going to see each other at work or at the next meal or like in the dinner line uh down in the hallway so we do have to figure it out but not to say that you don't have your own we still have our all we didn't really talk about practically what it looks like in the house Mm -hmm. but we all have our own homes in Mm -hmm. the building okay you know our own little tiny homes essentially (laughs) like a Mm -hmm. like a apartment a single room apartment basically and a bathroom and so you do have your own space you're not like it's not like it's going to be your roommate that, mm-hmm. you know, like you, people have their own rooms and families have their own rooms. So, okay. but, but yeah, I'd say introverts have to be creative to figure out how to yeah. make sure that yeah. they have time to themselves. Yeah. My so, husband says mm-hmm. he's a, a socially oriented introvert. So yeah, yeah he needs mm-hmm. his time to recharge, but Absolutely. he is, he does really also love being around people, but mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's, I, I'm always kind of shocked how many introverts live with us, but. They make it work. I, not me. Debbie I'm not and a, I are not We are not people. introverts, but yeah, I, I think, I think it's. But both um, of our significant others are. Yeah. So, so that's, yeah, there, there is something about, especially if you're an introvert that loves to be around people, mm-hmm. like they're there and there's not like kind of the, as maybe not as much social anxiety because mm-hmm. it's not like. Oh, I haven't seen this person in a week and now I have to like gear up to like make small talk. Like mm-hmm. we don't do a lot of small talk. Mm-hmm. And I have a, another friend who's an introvert and she says that's what she loves about communities. She's like, I don't, I, I hate that small talk thing. Yeah. And mostly we don't have to do that with each other. We yeah. can really get like, you know, that's good. Right that into creates it. meaningful relationships yeah. there. That's really good. And then it goes below the surface. Yeah. 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 Love it. Thank you for listening to this episode. And um, yeah, we are, um, we made a Gmail account. What is that Gmail, Debbie? Well, it's kind of long, but it's very clear. It's intentionalcommunitypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, so email us if you have any questions, if you have topics that you think we should talk about in future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. And check out our social media stuff that's in the description.